welcome to the ACCP Postgraduate Training Podcast, a podcast by postgrads for postgrads. My name is Henry Okorike, and I'm the current PGY2 Cardiology Pharmacy Resident at the University of Chicago Medicine in Chicago, Illinois. Our guest today is Amilda Medina, who is a PGY1 Health Systems and Pharmacy Administration Leadership Resident at Novant Health Forsyth Medical Center in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Today, we'll be discussing tips for phase two of the match. Welcome to the podcast, Amilda. I'm very excited to be here today. All right, so let's get started by having you explain what exactly is phase two. Sure. So phase two is the second phase of the matching process. This usually takes place right after phase one match results are generated. That same day around um, noon, then the list is released on the website where students can go in and see any of the programs that did not have a resident match with them. So phase two was created to allow students who did not match in phase one or did not participate in phase one to continue on their quest of finding the right program for them. All right, perfect. So how is the application process for phase two different than phase one, if at all? So the application process for phase two is very similar to phase one. The only difference is the timeline. You will still submit your application through forecast. You will pay the appropriate fees for a program that you apply to. Um, if by any chance you see a program that you apply during phase one, during phase two, you can reapply to that program and there's no extra cost associated for that. The only ones that you will pay extra will be the ones that are your first time applying to. Something else that's different in phase two is that time is of, is of the essence during this phase. Um, since the timeline for reviewing applications, sending out interview invites, and submitting ranks is shortened in phase one. It is recommended to submit your application as soon as possible. And then in addition, um, something else to consider is that there will be more students applying to these positions than the number of programs available. Um, so sometimes programs will cap the number of applicants they will receive. So the best rule of thumb is to apply as early as you can. When I participated in phase two, I submitted my application the day after the list of programs was released. So if anyone wanted to kind of see a, a timeline that I gave myself. Okay, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, just taking a step back just so we can go through some of the logistics about phase two and how you went about choosing some of these programs. When does phase two start? Yeah, that's a good question. So phase two starts at 12 Eastern time, the day phase one results are released. So it's very quick. Okay, so how did you choose the programs you applied to for phase two since it is such a quick turnaround? And how did you get those application materials ready so quickly? So for phase one, I had created a checklist with my negotiables and my non-negotiables. I evaluated myself after seeing my results for phase one, and I tweaked my non-negotiables a bit to open myself up for a bigger category of programs. And then I used that checklist to determine which programs I was going to apply to in phase two. Something else that I did that same day was that I reached out to my preceptors and professors back at school for any insight they might have had on the programs that were listed for phase two. All this combined helped me narrow down the list of programs that I chose to apply to. And then for the rest of the day, I reviewed all the programs and completed the research so I could become more familiar with programs I was going to apply to. That day, the match day, I was on rotation, but I had asked my preceptor before um, match day happened that if the case that I did not match, then would he be okay with me taking some time off? He was very 
open and flexible with me. He said, take all the time that you need. Um, so this allowed me to have the extra time that I needed to complete my research, um, edit my letter of intent, and let all my letter writers that I was going to apply for phase two. Um, something neat that I enjoyed about applying for phase two is that forecast does save most of the information that you had from phase one. Um, so that let me gave me time to focus on improving my letter of intent and updating my CV instead of trying to start over since the beginning. Interesting. Great points, especially about asking your preceptor to give you some time to help with putting some, together some of these materials, as well as having that plan and ahead of time to try to research these programs instead of getting a little overwhelmed with the whole process. So moving on to after, the, after you apply to these programs and after you've heard back from some of these programs, how are the interviews any different when comparing phase one to phase two? Yeah, that's a great question. So the ways that the interviews will be conducted will be different per program. From my experience for phase two, I applied to 13 different programs, heard back about from five five of them, and they were all very different. Um, all those interviews vary from two hours to four hours in length. Everything was still virtual. The number of interviewers that interviewed me varied per site. The number of questions varied, and there were some depending on the length of the interview that required a, a presentation and others that did not. Overall, from that experience, my best advice for phase two interviews is just to follow the same customs of, as you would have had in phase one and also still keep in mind that you use this time to get to know that program and see if, if it's a place where you see yourself for the next year or so. So they're still interviewing you, but you're still interviewing them since you're going to take that into consideration as you create your new rank list. Great points as well. One thing to point out is the fact that, yes, right now, phase one and phase two are both virtual, but historically, phase one is typically in person and phase two was historically virtual. So I think it's interesting that we're getting that experience now, both for phase one and phase two. Uh, so what happens, worst case scenario, if you don't end up matching during phase two, what's the next step? Yes, I love this question. It it really hits back to my story within pharmacy. So I applied to phase one. I did not match. I applied to phase two. I still didn't match the first time around. So then the there's one more phase that you call the scramble. Um, so the scramble is very different than phase one or phase two. And during this time, you'll just reach out directly to any program that doesn't have a resident yet or still is still missing a resident you you'll interact with them personally through email or through phone or whichever way they decide and then it is between you and that program to think about the logistics if interview is going to take place or um the how they're going to choose their candidate so uh that first year that i applied um again i did not match phase one i did not match phase two so i participated in the scramble I found one program that I did have some interest into it, and I took the time to research them and um, reach out to them and get to know them a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's still I knew that that wasn't the program that I was really um, aiming for. So what I did is that I took that time to just reevaluate myself, continue working on my goal, and do more research to find a program of the dreams for the second time that I applied. I always told myself that if it didn't work out the first time around, that it's okay. Everyone's path is different and things happen for a reason and life is not a race. I always knew that 
things happen as they should happen. And sometimes you have to get creative and create your own path. So I just dedicated that extra year to continue working on myself, continuing getting experiences in pharmacy and advocating for the profession and getting myself ready as I reapplied again the following year. That's great. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, Amilda, for joining us today on the podcast to discuss tips for phase two. You're welcome. Um, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm very happy to have participated and hope that this helps any of the students that are applying for this year during this residency cycle. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to show that even if it doesn't work out the first time around, even with phase one, that there's a phase two and there's plenty of success stories that come from that, as well as the scramble. But even if that doesn't work out, just having the perseverance to try again the next time around. Uh, it's important to showcase how that can be actually successful in the real world setting. So, um, Fun fact that the program that I end up matching with this the second time around, I met them during phase two. So I had such a great time getting to know them that I decided that following year to just go ahead and reapply. And that ended up being the program that I'm currently at. And I'm very happy here. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that it worked out for you. And for all those who are listening, thank you for listening to the ACCP Postgraduate Trainee Podcast, a podcast by postgrads for postgrads. For more episodes and other resources, visit our website at accp.com slash resfell. Our theme music is titled Jupiter Smile by the 126ers and is provided through YouTube's free audio library. Please subscribe to the ACCP Podcast to be notified of new episodes.